0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams Fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, just off those record books, Reggie Plus, the Rams get back on track, but could COVID ruin it? And later, Seattle to SoFi, we preview Seahawks at Rams. Next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase. On Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans, and welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandom, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe backside. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Bunch of cool stuff to get into. Some stuff that maybe isn't so cool, but we will still get into it because that's what we do here at Rams Showcase. We talk about the LA Rams. If you guys are hearing me, on a fan-sided network, which would be ramblinfan.com, most likely. Then make sure you guys head over to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Just search Ram Showcase or youtube.com slash Ram Showcase. Make sure you guys subscribe there. If you guys like this podcast, you guys can watch the whole thing in video form. You can see my beautiful face. Or you can also break the show into different segments. We do the game preview by itself. We do the look back by itself. We do the rest of the West by itself. And then if there's uh, something super juicy, we do that by itself as well. But... YouTube channel is where you're going to want to spend the most of your attention, because that's where the most magic happens, but if you guys are hearing me either way, no matter if you guys are just audio, or you guys are video as well, uh, this is exactly where you need to be, you are in the right spot, but first I wanted to mention this because I need to get this off just right away, we need to talk about COVID, okay, because the Rams are getting wrecked with COVID right now, (laughs) the 19 is running through our locker room real hard, okay, and Basically, what I want to let you guys know is that based on my limited knowledge of COVID in general, as well as the politics involving COVID, uh, my my very limited knowledge would tell me that I don't know if the Rams are going to be forced to forfeit a game. I don't think it's likely, but I do think it's on the table. I, I think that that's possible, that there is a chance that the Rams could just not play against the Seahawks and get credited with a loss to Seattle this weekend. Of course, none of us want to see that happen, and we want to see the Rams be able to field a football team, but there's a lot of people on that COVID list right now. What I can tell you is the good news is that this new variant, the Omicron, or however you pronounce it, is actually uh, it, it's showing less symptoms. It's basically less severe, and I want to say I think the number that I saw was about two-thirds of people who test positive with this one are actually asymptomatic, and then the rest are pretty mild, so... What we're hearing now from the NFL is that there are conversations ongoing that could change the COVID protocols. And if somebody does test positive, but they are asymptomatic, speeding up the timeline for them to be reactivated onto their respective roster. We do know that the Rams are one of the worst teams being hit, if not the most uh, or the, the worst team being hit with COVID right now. And... You know, it was it was talked to me actually in a private message thread with another Rams YouTuber that we might be getting hit right now with COVID harder than anybody in the NFL has been hit with COVID since COVID started, and it's 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 getting pretty tight right now. It's getting a little snug with uh, some of this, this these roster moves in big names too. We're we're not just losing just practice squad depth guys. We're 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 losing starters out here to COVID right now. Uh, you know with with guys like Jalen Ramsey who didn't play on Monday Night Football, uh, of course we're going to talk about that game, though. Uh, but guys like Jalen Ramsey who didn't play that game, and then Jordan Fuller, Terrell Burgess, you know, all these guys that get added to this this list, you know, right away that it's it hasn't been going well, guys. It's you know it's it's a it's a rough little stretch right now for the LA Rams in this COVID situation, but I think it's going to be okay. I really think that we'll be all right, and by the time that we need to field a football team on Sunday. Luckily, it also is a home game for the Rams, so there's not that extra travel day because that would add an extra wrinkle into it where we couldn't allow people onto the plane because of a certain situation, but now they can stay at home. But the Rams are in the intensive unit right now, which is basically we got to do Zoom calls and stuff for for a lot of our, our preparation for this week going against the Seattle Seahawks. But that's not going to be part of my preview on this game what we are going to stick with is going to be more of the x's and o's like we typically do i'm not going to sit here and say uh we're not going to go do too deep into the covid stuff and and just say that um that that that's all we got that we're that we're just done and and covid and and this guy's on covid so we'll talk about this guy kind of thing we're just going to talk about like we're going to go in normal and then i just want you guys to be prepared for the rest of this week and how it goes to see what exactly is going to happen with this situation because we don't actually know that answer yet. So just stay tuned on that one and uh, we'll, I guess throughout the week, we'll, we'll try to give you guys as many updates as we possibly can. Uh, stay tuned on the Ram Showcase, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pages, uh, maybe not Instagram for this one, but Twitter and Facebook and, and just see if we get updates, man, I'll, I'll I'll definitely try to be reaching out to people. And if you guys got questions, feel free to reach out to me, all right? Um, we actually do have I did not write down names for a giveaway or I actually don't have them with me right here. I left them at my office. So that's extremely unfortunate. What I'm going to go ahead and do right now is I'm going to take a quick cut on this and then we'll come back in with uh, the 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 giveaway winner. But uh, and then we'll announce the the next one. So hang tight. I'm just going to I'm going to snap my fingers and then we'll be right back with you guys. Yeah, just like that, we got the giveaway here for you guys, so let's go ahead and pick a name out of this hat, and you will be the recipient of a brand new Shaz Customs Customs. giveaway, and I know there has been a little bit of confusion, I have received a couple of messages, Uh, so if you guys have not received uh, something from Shaw's Customs, hey, have no fear, A, because I know Josh is an amazing dude, and he will absolutely get that to you, but if you have not yet... I want to keep a tally of that so that just in case there was some miscommunication somewhere, and it could have been my fault, could have been anywhere, you know what I mean? No, I'm willing to take some blame on it. I don't care at all. But uh, let let me know, and then we'll make sure that we get that handled for you, okay? So if you guys are still kind of sitting here like, hey, I wanted like week eight or whatever, and I haven't seen anything yet, let me know, and we'll get that figured out for you. I'm sure Josh is watching this as well. He usually watches. So I'm sure he's sitting there like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe something happened. Maybe I, maybe I forgot to send him something or uh, you know that happens so definitely uh let me know and we'll get you taken care of for sure all right if that is something that's happened to you let me know we'll take care of you don't worry about it all right cuz LA Rams or LA Rams and all of LA Rams are the best ever but let's go for this next giveaway here I do appreciate all the the Facebook messages too if you guys are not YouTubers feel free you can answer my questions uh in a Facebook message on the ram showcase page that's totally fine uh I I do accept that this one though is going to be our winner and this one is going to go to Philip Ortiz, and that one I do believe was a YouTube channel one uh, for the answer. So, Philip, what I'm going to need from you is by kickoff when the Rams do take on the Seahawks, I need a message from you with your address so that I can get that sent out to Shaw's Customs. We'll get you that prize pack for this one, guys. I have not yet, um, I have not yet decided what my giveaway will be. Um, so you know what? I'm gonna make it a Ram Showcase related one again. Uh, because I wanna know I just wanna hear some feedback from you guys. Okay, so I wanna know this is what I wanna know. Um, and I can't guarantee anything, but I want to know from you guys if you could add a segment to Ram Showcase, what would that segment be? If you had a choice, you could add in something into my show every single week, something that you think is missing from the show, then you can let me know that and 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 I will see what I can do potentially, because I'm sure there will be different answers. So I can't I won't be able to take everything, but all you need to do is give me a suggestion. And it could be a terrible suggestion. It could say that, you know, like all you want to know is what I had for breakfast every day that I do the episode. You know, something terrible. It could be it could be that if you want it to be. Just tell me what segment you think is missing from the show. It could be also something one thing I've heard in the past before is a where are they now kind of segment. Uh, I just have a hard time researching that one, so that's a difficult one to look into. Sometimes, when you when players kind of fall off the face of the earth, it's kind of hard to to do that. But hey, there could be something that could be just an off season thing because the season in season shows do get a little bit booked out. So um, yeah, let me know, guys. What's a segment that you guys think that Ram Showcase is missing? Something that you'd like to see? Maybe it's something that we've even done before that you want to bring back that you haven't seen in a while. You can let me know that as well and uh, we'll be good to go. So all you need to do is give me that suggestion and you are entered to win the next uh, giveaway. So that's, that's all you need to do. It's very simple. It could be a terrible suggestion too. It could be like, I just want to see you take off your hat for 10 seconds and then put it back on. That could be your segment idea. You are in to win. I can't guarantee that I will do that. I mean, I'm not super hack guy, but I wear glasses and the headphones kind of push on them. That's literally why I wear the hats every time. <laughs> For those of you that care about that information, um, <laughs> yeah, the glasses just dig into my head without them, so that's all. But um, yeah, that's all you need. you guys need to do. By answering, you are giving me permission to use your name and or photos on the next episode, um, and uh, all decisions made by Ram Showcase, which is just me. I'm the only one here um, the are final, so so don't be messing around, all right? Let's keep on moving on here. We're going to get back into this one. This is a segment that we don't touch on even every year because it's not relevant every year, but we are getting back into the record watch, and we're going to start with wide receiver Cooper Cup, who is playing out of his mind this season. The 2021 Cooper Cup season is one for the ages. It is unbelievable. I tweeted about this at Sheriff Joe Bags. I also posted on my personal Facebook page. Feel free to add me, guys. I'm not Weird about it, go ahead and add me. If I don't see it, you can even send me a message. Be like, hey, I tried to add you, dude. Add me back. And then I'll I'll hit accept because sometimes I just don't pay attention to notifications that much. Um, Not a social media fan. I try. I do my best. But Cooper Cup is playing out of his mind. I posted it on there, though, talking about what he is on pace for. And we'll talk about it right now. So... Currently, Cooper Cup has, in the yards department, 1,489 yards. That is first in the NFL right now, and he's crushing it out here. The record in the NFL was set by Calvin Johnson, who coincidentally had Matthew Stafford throwing him the rock. He ended the season with 1,946 receiving yards. Cooper Cup is currently on pace for 1,947 receiving yards. He's currently on pace to beat Calvin Johnson's record by one yard, although Credit where credit is due here, that was in 16-game season, not a 17-game season, which Cooper Cup is seeing right now. Uh, Cooper Cup does need just 457 total yards, which is 114.25 per game to tie that record. And if we are looking at the Rams records, uh, the the total number that that is first place for the Rams is Isaac Bruce in 1995, 1,781. So Cooper Cup currently is in fourth place, though. We got Torrey Holt in second, his 03 season. Torrey Holt in third, his 2000 season. And Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch in 1951 put up 1,495. So Cooper Cup is just six short of that Elroy Hirsch season, which is known as one of the best seasons for a wide receiver in Rams history. And to have him on pace to, to beat that this week, I mean, he'll probably get that on his first reception this week. That is amazing, and then he's just got two Holt seasons and a Bruce season to catch up to. And let me find the official number here. I didn't put it in my notes, but I did put it in the the Facebook post here, which exactly what he needs to get to to actually defeat that number here. So uh, it's just a 73 yards per game is all that Cooper Cup needs to average for these final four in order to become the or to tie first place, which is that Isaac Bruce 95 season uh, for most receiving yards in a single season by a Rams receiver. So kicking some butt cheeks out here for Cooper Cup. Unbelievable season. And there's still more games to go, obviously. And it's very real to say that if there's no injuries or anything crazy that happens, the Cooper Cup is going to have what could be the best season for a wide receiver in Rams history, which is an extremely long history. And hey, we're, we're watching it unfold. Right now, before our eyes, we're watching Cooper Cup absolutely demolish this season. With receptions, Cooper Cup currently has 113. The NFL record is 149, set by Michael Thomas of the Saints. The Rams record is ninety, uh, was 119. That was set in 95 by Isaac Bruce. That 95 season by Bruce, amazing season. Definitely the best res- re- wide receiver season for the Rams. Torrey Holt at number two, his 03 season was 117. So as you can do math there, six short from being First in Rams history for a single season in receptions. And that also, because we're only heading into week 15 here, that also, we can we can accept that as this is a real record. It's not because there was an extra game or anything like that. That's a very real thing. So right now, with the 113 res- receptions that Cooper Cup has, that is currently third in a season in Rams history with four games to still play. Let's move on to quarterback Matthew Stafford. As far as yards go, he has 3,898 currently. That, right now, if if we were to shut down Matthew Stafford, that would end in Rams history as 11th most in a single season in team history. There's a lot of Warners ahead of that. There's a couple of Goffs in front of that. Um, I want to say there's... Oh, there's some there's some older ones too in there. I think I saw. Did I see a Hadel in there? I, I I'd have to look at the list again. But there's some good ones in there. But 11th right now would be uh, what Matthew Stafford would end with the the Rams record 4,830 that was set by Kurt Warner in 2001. But Matthew Stafford's on pace for 5,097. As you can tell by that Rams record, the Rams have never had a 5,000-yard passer, and Matthew Stafford is currently on pace for that. The 5,097 would tie Patrick Mahomes for ninth most all-time in a single season. That's an NFL record, of course. Mahomes has never played for the Rams. He does need 932 uh, to, to get that Rams record, which is just 233 per game, but he's getting close to that 300-yard mark, What seems about every single game right now. He also currently has a 108.4 passer rating. The Rams' best ever was 109.2. That was Kurt Warner in the 1999 season. We also know that, uh, I think it's in my notes here, that, uh, yeah, he's also currently on pace to have the second best touchdown-to-interception ratio in... Rams history as well. The current leader, Jared Goff, the 2017 season. I know most of you guys were thinking the 18 season probably for that one. If you guys didn't already know the answer, but yeah, the 2017 season, McVay's first year, uh, is currently the record for uh, for the Rams in the touchdown interception ratio. Let's look at touchdowns for Stafford right now. Currently, 33. That is already third all time in Rams history in a single season. More than Goff ever had in a single season. Goff's max in one year was 32. So Matthew Stafford's already thrown more touchdowns in a single season as a Ram than Jared Goff has. The Rams record is 41. That was set by Kurt Warner in 1999. The NFL record is 55 set by Peyton Manning in 2013 as a Denver Bronco. But Matthew Stafford's on pace for 43. That would be the Rams record and would tie Drew Brees for ninth most in a single season in NFL history. He does need eight more to get to that warner mark here and that is just an average of two per game and that would tie warner he does need 22 to tie peyton manning and that is five and a half per game so maybe 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 that one's a little bit out of reach here for stafford but it does look like he will have the best season statistically for an l for a rams quarterback in team history and we'll also look at completions here he currently has 315 the rams record is 394 but he's on pace for 412, so he's on pace to beat that right now. He does need to average uh, 20 per game, just 79 total, uh, but 20 per game, and he would have that record for most completions in a single season. If you take away that extra game, of course, that the, the, the Matthew Stafford does have. Let's see what that math is really fast here. So he just needs the 79 total, uh, so he would need 20 we'll just call it 27 uh that he would need ev- every game to uh, to to defeat that that record there if it was in if it was a 16 game season but we do get that extra one and like i said also on pace to have to be second all time in rams history in touchdown interception ratio so we are officially on record watch last time we were on record watch was really the 2018 season with Greg Zerline who ended up falling short of the most points scored in a single season that last like four or five weeks or so didn't have as many points as he was like on pace for. That, that last bit took a little bit of a dip, but hey, he was the only one that scored in that Super Bowl for the LA Rams. He also put us in overtime in the NFC Championship game and then got us out of overtime in the NFC Championship game. Some good football's being kicked off of the leg. Greg Zerline. Some amazing stuff there. Let's go ahead and take a look at some transactions real fast. We're not going to talk about the COVID ones. There's a bunch of names on that list uh, for sure. Oh, actually, I don't think I have any transactions for you guys. Let me just do a quick searchy search here uh, so I can give you guys the most accurate information possible. But I don't think we do actually have any uh, transactions to discuss. But let me just confirm really quick here. And, no, it uh, looks like uh, the most recent thing that I have on my list here is going to be Jalen Ramsey getting called uh, or getting fined for a taunting against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So let's go ahead and take a look back at this game. The Rams did defeat the Arizona Cardinals 30-23 to on Monday Night Football. And I'll be honest with you guys, I went into this game with pretty low levels of confidence. After the news of Jalen Ramsey and Tyler Hippie going down, it was like, well, crud, man. Like This is not going to be a good day for us. I already was like a little bit iffy on the game and there was something about it, man. I mean, there was something about the fact that the the Rams, A, won the turnover battle and the fact that like somebody like Aaron Donald, I think that it helped him to not have somebody like Jalen Ramsey and to get that news so late because you got to think Aaron Donald's probably, he may have been on the way to the game, if not like getting ready to leave the hotel when this news came in and you got to think he's sitting there like, okay, we just lost our best corner. The best cornerback in the NFL, we need a pass rush. We need to be able to get after Kyler because we just lost some help back there. We have to get, we have to take care of it. And I think that that's, it, it felt like that was the mindset going into it. After hearing that news, and, and I talked about this on my pregame live. If you guys don't participate in my pregame live, first of all, what the heck? And then, second of all, I mean, we talked about it out there where, like, you know what? This could work out, though, where if if the Rams can get a strong pass rush and Justin Hollins came back, stuff like that, like if we could get to Kyler Murray, that can make up for some deficiencies in the secondary, which the Rams did see and did get exploited on a little bit. Kareem Orr looking a little bit rough out there at times, stuff like that. But it it did end up working out because of that pass rush was able to get there. And then we also did a good job on the on the other side of the football, on the offensive side, maintaining that ball. And and then there was also that gap there where. You know, the Rams come out in the second half. Van Jefferson gets that deep ball, touchdown, turnover, touchdown again. That was like that was about it. That was that was the moment there. That little stretch there was like, oh, okay, like this is we're putting this away a little bit. And then of course the Cardinals did have a chance there at the end, but Cliff's going to Cliff. And what we saw is is something that we haven't really seen a whole lot this season, but something that is very Cliff Kingsbury, which is poor game management at the end of the game. And we saw this a lot last year. And I'm not going to say that this is just who he is and he can't learn or anything like that, because now he's got this tape to go look at and say, ah, probably should have done this, or we could have done this, we should have kicked the field goal here, stuff like that. When they got, like, stuffed on fourth down, that's stuff that Cliff can take and and maybe get better. I hope he doesn't get better, but but maybe it does, okay? (laughs) Maybe he takes that kind of information, and and does improve uh, moving forward. So that's all there's no way for us to know that. That's that's kind of their problem and we don't have the Arizona Cardinals again unless we meet them in the playoffs. So it's whatever. But this is something historically that we have seen with Cliff Kingsbury is poor game management in tight games at the end of the game. And it you know it did, it did, it felt like that was something that they were going to do especially when you're in you're you're, you're reaching the 7 6 5 minute mark into the fourth quarter it kind of just felt like the cardinals are not going to put this together like they're going to screw this up somehow like guess what it felt like for me i don't know about what it felt like for you guys but on my end i was sitting there like kind of watching it. it's like they the cardinals this is what they do they can't pull off games like this they can win when it's an absolute shootout but they cannot win when a defense is holding them to 23 points which is below their averages that's when they really struggle, and they, they I think they get out of their their own game plans. So it worked out for the Rams because we were able to do it. We were able to put it together and able to put the game away. And those big plays, like a pick from Leonard Floyd, and uh, getting like that fourth down stop—you know—that that stuff is huge. And th- those those are factors that you look at at the end of the game. and Say if that wouldn't have happened, maybe we don't win. But that drive by Leonard Floyd, he just took it over. And It was amazing to see. He, like he gets a TFL and then a pick right away. It was like, oh, that was all flow right there. Like. Flo said, not today, Kyler. It was awesome. But that's kind of what I saw from it. That was kind of my perspective of the game. Uh, it just felt like the, the Rams were more prepared to be in a tight game at the end than the Cardinals. And I think that that's why we came out on top. But the turnovers really were the difference. If you look at the just the box score... The Cardinals had more yards. They uh, they did a lot of things really good in this game, but you take those turnovers, especially like a red zone turnover that pick by Ernest Jones down there at the red zone, massive. I mean, of course Aaron Donald got his hand on it, but that's that's kind of stuff is huge. If you can not give up points in the red zone and actually flip it and get the ball back, and he brought it back to what the third thirty five or forty something like that, like he brought it back pretty decent. That kind of stuff is going to help you win football games, and that is kind of the kind of football that I think we've grown accustomed to watching the Rams play. We just haven't seen it every single week this year. The inconsistency this year is ultimately why I don't know if I would see the Rams winning the Super Bowl this year. It's obviously possible. We're an extremely talented team. But I would like to see this team get more consistent over these last four games before I would feel 100% confident on like dropping a grand on putting money on the Rams to, to win it all or something like that. But I also went into this season... I'm kind of getting off track here, but that's fine. Uh, I'm. I also went into this season... Saying to be before week one even started, I said this season I think will be good. Next season I think will be better. We get ten SoFi games, we get nine home games, and then one of our road games is at the Chargers. So we get ten SoFi games next year. It'll be second year for Matthew Stafford. We get guys like Cam Akers back. We'll get Robert Woods back hopefully. Uh, That it just seems like a better situation for the Rams, and then maybe we won't have Raheem Morris. And we may talk about Raheem Morris. I feel like people are wondering my opinions on him. They haven't changed. They have not changed yet. I need to see so much more out of more consistency out of that defense before I'm like, okay, okay, Raheem, team Raheem. Not there yet. I'm just not. I, the, my trust is gone. It was shattered. Okay, and it was shattered against Green Bay. Definitely, it was already pretty low, but it was shattered against Green Bay when we had Troy Reader covering Devontae Adams on a third down. It's going to take more than two games to to get me back, but. Let's see here, Uh, Kyler Murray went 32 of 49, 383 yards, so pretty big day for Kyler as far as yards go, but did not have a touchdown, had two picks. Kyler Murray is also the leading rusher of the Arizona Cardinals, 61 yards. James Conner, 13 carries for 31 yards, so the Rams did an awesome job on James Conner, I like to see that. And of course the Rams, they did lose Tyler Higby and Jalen Ramsey just hours before kickoff to covid and, uh, that's quite the bummer because those were both false positives. They were both fine. And so it ended up just being some, whatever you want to call it, rules of the NFL that allowed, uh, that took those players away from us on Monday night football. So, I mean, Hey, the rules are the rules and it, it happened. Um, but it's just really unfortunate that they like Tyler Higby, We heard he tested negative twice before kickoff, but couldn't play because those, those were the rules. You needed to be 24 hours apart. But we do get another win, which does mean we get another game badge. This week it's going to defensive lineman Aaron Donald, who opened and closed this game, getting to Kyler Murray, who was blatantly terrified of Aaron Donald. I don't think Aaron Donald actually got to hit Kyler Murray, which I'm a little bit sad about. Kyler Murray just crumbled to the ground like a little toddler when, <laughs> you know, if, like somebody's running at a toddler. They just fall like, you know, it's like, what a, he did not even... Get that close to him on two of those sacks before Kyler Marie just fell to the ground and accepted his fate, which I get. I understand it. Hey, Kyler's a little dude, and Aaron Donald's an absolute machine, okay? I get it. But also, Kyler, you're a football player, man, okay? And, uh, how about you— uh, Come on now. Let's, let's, let's show a little bit of toughness, okay? Just a touch. Just a touch of toughness because on two of those sacks, those last two sacks, he didn't even need to go down. Probably could have gotten away from Donald, honestly. <laughs> like, But instead, Donald's like 10 yards away from him. And he's like, yeah! <laughs> which was amazing stuff. Aaron Donald, though, three sacks on the day and has been playing out of his mind again um, lately. He's just, he, it seems like he's now just being like, okay, I haven't had the season I wanted to. That ends now. We're going to crush it out for the rest of this season. So Aaron Donald with the game badge, I think he's more than deserving of this one. Could have gone to some other people for sure. Uh, The the Rams' defense played really, really well in this game, uh, especially considering losing guys like Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Tip of the cap to uh, Darius Williams, who definitely played his best game by a mile, played his best game of the season against the Arizona Cardinals this last week on Monday Night Football. So, hey, I will take that all day. Darius Williams has ultimately been a disappointment this season. And I was very nervous to see him covering De- DeAndre Hopkins, but hey, it worked out. He had a great pass breakup in the be- in the, in the end zone. Kind of seemed like it was late, but it looked it looked like he did that on purpose. So I will absolutely take that. Moving on to quarterback Matthew Stafford, definitely. I mean, he's looking more and more comfortable as the season goes on. I feel like we're right in that sweet spot right now. We've passed Thanksgiving, and now we're in that time where he's just getting like he. I think he's starting to get it. I think he's starting to know our offense, understand McVay a little bit, and he's also getting more used to our receivers. We did have that little shift where we lost Robert Woods, had to move around Van Jefferson, we're playing Benny Sko a lot more, we signed OBJ, so it was kind of a little bit of a mess. But I think he's now, Matthew Stafford's really kind of getting into, he's like, okay, we got OBJ, we got Cup, we got Jefferson, all right. I got this. You know, like, I feel like that's what what's happening now. He did not hit the 300-yard mark, 23 of 30, 287, three touchdowns, no picks. That three touchdowns, no picks, man, That's, that's it's feeling more and more normal to see out of Matthew Stafford. So, hey, I'll take that and did creep into third in uh, Rams season history with 33 touchdown passes. So, that does uh, third, third all-time for the Rams, just needs... What is that? What did I say? Eight more? Yeah. Eight more to uh, to to tie first place in Rams history for a single season for touchdown passes. Running back, Sonny Michelle, 20 carries. So 24 last week, 20 this week. And he did have 79 yards, no touchdowns this week. But I, I think McVay's starting to understand some things. And I think maybe like I know people that were sending things to like his fiance, Sean McVay's, which is like, tell him to run the football and stuff like that. <laughs> like and I don't know if he really pays that close attention to things, but we do know, based on what he was saying in his, the the Coach McVeigh show or whatever, uh, what he was saying then, it was like, he does see these comments. And you gotta think he, like, at least considers it, right, when everybody's blowing him up of, like, we don't run the football, what are you doing, like he's got to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe we're, maybe you're right. Our number one running back had seven carries. <laughs> you know. So Sony Michelle getting 20. Hey, I will take that all day. We do have some quesos on this, so I'll answer that a little bit later. But to answer your questions that you guys are thinking right now, yes, I do think that Sony should be RB1 and Hendo should be uh, the backup to him and get that rotation going when Hendo is healthy. I love Hendo, big Hendo guy, but sony michelle i think is just fitting into this offense a little bit better i think that they're both rb2s to be completely honest with you guys but if we can get a good rotation going with those two i like that but i I think sony does deserve more carries even after Hendo returns wide receiver cooper cup had a very cooper cup day 13 receptions 123 yards one touchdown so he's just kicking butts all over the place you better watch your butts because cooper cups out here kicking them all right so you better we better cover up or something. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., six receptions for 77 yards on seven targets. So like I said earlier, when we talk talking about Matthew Stafford, he's getting more and more comfortable now. And OBJ also is looking more like OBJ. So he's scored th- a touchdown in three straight games for the first time since 2015. And he just seems like he's really hitting a stride right now. And he is really getting comfortable in this Rams offense. I'm really excited to see these last four games out of OBJ. I think we're going to see some explosion here. Okay, so playoffs are starting for fantasy football if you guys have access to obj i'm thinking stardom all right i I think that this is about the time to get him uh into your rotation if you guys are fantasy players i'm not really a fantasy player which is hilarious because i'm literally in first place in my league (laughs) i don't even like fantasy football i got like convinced into playing again this year in my same league that i've been in since like high school and i have the best record of anybody just kicking butts and i don't even really care (laughs) so that's got to drive at least seven of those dudes, absolutely insane. <laughs> That's some good stuff. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and uh, take a quick break here. On the other side, we got the rest of the West and the playoff picture. Don't move. All right, let's go ahead and get into the rest of the West. What those other three dweebs are up to? We'll start with the Seattle Seahawks, who did defeat the Houston Texans by a score of thirty-three to thirteen on Sunday. Just beating up on the Texans like people do. You know, nothing crazy. Rashad Penny went off, though, had 16 carries for 137 yards, two touchdowns. The Seahawks' next game, Week 15, is at the L.A. Rams. That game kicks off at 1.25 p.m. on Fox. And we'll talk about that game here in a moment. And moving on to the 49ers, did defeat the Cincinnati Bengals. That game went into overtime, 26-23 win for the 49ers. And George Kittle had another game where he just absolutely lights it up 13 receptions 151 receiving yards and one touchdown the 49ers next game will be at home against the atlanta falcons that game's at 105 p.m on cbs this next coming week and then my final game here we got the arizona cardinals losing to the la rams that score was 30 to 23 kyler marie went off had 383 passing yards but did not have any passing touchdowns week 15 cardinals are in a great position to get back on track at the detroit lions that game is at 10 o'clock a.m on fox taking a look at the standings in the nfc west you do have the arizona cardinals at 10 and 3 but the la rams nipping at their heels at 9 and 4 and then the uh, san francisco 49ers just two games behind the rams at 7 and 6 but do have the head-to-head right now against the rams Will play again in Week 18, and the Seattle Seahawks still in last place. There, still some hope for the Seattle Seahawks at five and eight, but it is dwindling just a touch. Uh, they are they do have some some teams ahead of them, but I'll be honest, I, I I almost feel like I trust the Seattle Seahawks more than I trust some of the other teams that are that are on the bubble that are in front of them. Speaking of the bubble, let's go ahead and take a look at the playoff picture right now. The Arizona Cardinals did lose. That number three seed. So they are sitting at 10 and three in third. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 10 and three. Green Bay Packers at 10 and three. Packers, though, holding on to that number one seed right now. So the NFC currently goes through Green Bay. And you do not want to see that because the rest of these teams here, except for Washington, who is currently in the playoffs, are all kind of warm weather teams. So you don't want to see that one. Uh, hopefully, somebody can handle some business against Green Bay and the Rams would not have to go there. But Dallas Cowboys are nine and four. That's who the Rams would play right now with the L.A. Rams at nine and four, but sitting in that number five seed as a wild card. Forty Nine ers sitting just behind them in six, with a six and seven record, and the Washington Football Team at six and seven as well, barely clinging on to that final wild card spot as the Minnesota Vikings, Philadelphia Eagles, Atlanta Falcons, and New Orleans Saints all have the same record as those teams. So very tight in there and a very snug race. But I'll be honest, I think that the seven teams that are sitting in the playoff spots right now are the seven teams that make the playoffs. I don't trust the Vikings. I don't trust the Eagles. I don't trust the Falcons. I don't trust the Saints. These teams all have big weaknesses. And I'm not going to say that the 49ers, that Washington, that these guys don't have weaknesses. I just think that those other teams that are sitting on the outside, I think that their weaknesses are just a little bit bigger. I think they're just too strong. So I'm not anticipating uh, those teams making a move. I do think the seven that we have in are going to be the seven that we see when it's all said and done. We're going to go ahead and hop into one more quick break here. And then on the other side, we will get into our game preview. Seahawks at Rams. Don't move! Welcome back in, Rams fans. If you guys have not already, make sure you guys check the link in the description below to check out Shaw's Customs, where you can get the sickest of sick stuff. All right. Uh, We'll go ahead, and I I think I'll throw in another link for you guys as well for all pro sports. We'll go ahead and toss that one back in because some awesome people working over there as well. So, hey, some friends of the shows. Just want to help some people out. If you guys have a Rams-related business, hit me up as well. Let's see what we can do, man. Let's work something out. Uh, Let's see if we can get you guys your business name to be shot out of my face into this microphone into these computers and then out into the universe and out to all those people who need to see your stuff all of them it's good stuff right good stuff but make sure you guys check that link in the description below no matter where you can hear me there will be a link in the description below for uh, both those places for shaw's customs as well as all pro sports we'll go and just toss them in let's go ahead and do it and uh, get some good stuff going guys but We can talk about this game right now. We got the Seattle Seahawks at the L.A. Rams. And this game does take place on Sunday, 125 p.m. Pacific time. That game does kick off uh, on Fox. And uh, actually, I don't know if I shared the the distribution map on my uh, social media pages, but here you guys go. It's right here. And this is where you guys are going to be able to see this game. I actually don't know the color right now, so I will uh, post that as well. Uh, I'll just leave a comment on what what color you guys are looking for, uh, but it is going to be the uh, the crew. Well, I'm going to just uh, go ahead and take a look at what the crew is again, but um, this one actually is not going to be the game of the week, but it does look like a uh, spoiler alert here. I am i don't know if, what I'm allowed to say, <laughs> but I know things that I'm not, know- I don't think I'm supposed to know, and what I can say is that there's going to be some pretty big coverage for the Rams in the next few weeks at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the 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 uh, Baltimore Ravens as well as the the 49ers the Rams are going to get some pretty decent coverage so the Rams actually will be in the blue section for this one if you guys saw that the big game for this one is actually going to be Green Bay at Baltimore that one takes up most of the world and we also get Chris Myers and Daryl Johnston on the call I know not everybody's a big fan of Chris Myers I think it's the voice. I think it bothers some people, but hey, Daryl Johnson is awesome at the the color spot, and I think Chris Myers has some really good information. So if you can get past the voice, the way he breaks down the game, the way that he actually calls the game, very strong, very similar to a guy like Kenny Albert. Who, if if you like, can get past the 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 voice, which people struggle with, then I mean, you get some really good stuff and and, and some really strong information. Kenny Albert, though, way better at football than he is hockey. I don't. I don't know if anybody else is with me on this. I pay attention to commentators, though. My favorite, my favorite in the whole universe, Gus Johnson. Easy, easy Gus Johnson. Like, not even close. It's Gus Johnson and then everybody else. Gus is the best. He just loses his mind when cool things happen. It's just awesome stuff. But that game will be, like I said, on Fox. Not the biggest of areas for this one. But uh, I, I think that the Seahawks being in fourth place doesn't help us. In that situation. So for this game, what we're kind of looking for in this one, I mean, the Rams are battling COVID right now. I don't want to get too crazy into that storyline. It is something that will be heavily covered by, I think, most other peoples. That's why I don't want to really touch on it. If you guys want to get COVID storyline stuff for this game, there's some incredible other podcasters and YouTubers out there who I do think would just have more information on this situation uh, and and want to talk about that situation more. And that's not a knock on them whatsoever. Um, I just... I don't really want to get into the COVID stuff, man. It's I, maybe that's a personal thing, maybe maybe that makes me a bad Rams showcase host, but I just don't want to make that the whole story of this game. There's so many other cool things going into this game. The Rams are in such an awesome spot now. Not only one game behind first place in the NFC West, but also one one game behind first place in the NFC. Of course, got tiebreakers to to look at. Do have the tiebreaker over the Bucs. Do not have the tiebreaker over the the Packers. Currently, we split with Arizona, so we will have to look at division records for that to see if the Rams are able to pull off any kind of tiebreakers, how that goes. But hey, one game behind first place and four football games to go, anything can happen. The Rams could absolutely get home field advantage. That is not out of the question. And... I think that that's just a cooler aspect of this to to add a notch into the division win column. I think is a way cooler story than the COVID aspect of this game. But we have a really good chance right now to make a push and an impact on this final four games. And if you guys pay attention to like a, the around the horn stuff of what's being talked about as far as sports people go, Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, Rich Eisen these guys, everybody is basically like, what is up with the Rams? Even Pat McAfee, they're like, hold on, these Rams might be, they they might be here. Like, this this might be a thing. And it's kind of interesting how that game unfolded with the, the Arizona Cardinals last week, because losing that game doesn't take us out of anything. But winning that game put us into other conversations that we weren't necessarily in. Losing that game would have been like, yeah, well, the Rams are still a pretty good team, but are they good enough to compete with anybody? Winning that game, though, means Hold on a second. Is this team awesome? Like, is this, should we be talking about them more? That's exactly what happened. So the win helped us a lot. The loss wouldn't have killed us. And I think that's an important distinction in that game. And for this one, I mean, to, to be able, like I said, to notch another uh, division win would absolutely be massive and in invaluable for sure. The Seahawks on the other side, they have very little hope. But there still is some, and if you guys watch the NFC West roundtable, Steezy's out there, and he's he is confident. He does feel it. He does feel it a little bit. And I'm gonna try to get Steezy on the show. I will at least be on his uh channel this weekend. We're gonna try to do it like a like a back and forth kind of deal, like a a ditto. I guess I don't know <laughs> a vice versa. I don't know what you what you'd call that. But either way, um, I, I'm trying to we'll we'll try to plan it out where we, me and Steezy can have a conversation right here in Ram Showcase. We might do that one live and just have a conversation and uh, talk about this game. But you guys, if you guys watch the NFC West Roundtable, Steezy does have some hope. He's hanging on to some hope here. And I think a big part of that is because teams like the Vikings, Eagles, Falcons, Saints are not very good. And they can get past those teams, I think, uh, especially with four games to go. Let's take a look at the history of this matchup. The Rams do lead the all-time series 25-23. to The most recent game between these two came on Week 5 on Thursday Night Football just this season. That was October 7th and the Rams did win that one by a good 9 points 26 to 17 the first ever game between these two came on halloween of 1976 that was a 45 to 6 win for the LA Rams the Rams at home versus the Seattle Seahawks 13 and 9 all time and that does include the dark era of the Rams eras in St. Louis of so those that those years of like the, the, the 2006 2009 you know that kind of era that was like the really dark era and then you also had like cuz 2000 10 was okay. At least almost went to the playoffs. Lost to the these Seahawks in week 17, uh Charlie Whitehurst, which is is still haunts my nightmares. Uh sixteen to six was the final of that game. I remember everything about that day so vividly, but and then kind of fell off again for the next couple years after that, kind of struggled to get back up there. But Sean McVay now has yet to have a losing season, already has clinched a winning season for this year. So it's it's working out, but that does include that time uh there for those that that rough stretch there. 13-9 all-time at home for the Rams against the Seahawks. Total points scored. The Seahawks, even though losing the series, have outscored the L.A. Rams, 1,031 to 1,007 for the L.A. Rams against the Seattle Seahawks. Let's take a look at the matchup of this game. We've got the Rams offense versus the Seahawks defense. The Rams offense, 7th in the NFL right now, going against the 31st-ranked defense in the Seattle Seahawks, passing the football Thank you, Matthew Stafford, as he's got the Rams at third place in the NFL in passing, going against the 32nd ranked pass defense in the Seahawks. Legion of doom no more, or boom, I mean, Legion of boom no more. And running the football, the Rams still kind of struggling there, but are at least getting the attempts now. 24th in the NFL against the Seahawks' 22nd-ranked run defense. Rams are putting up over 28 points a game. That is tied for fourth in the NFL. And the Seahawks' defense, though, fifth in the NFL in points given up. Just over 20. That's surprising to me, but also, I'm not, I am not. I don't know if I fully understand. Is this Ben, but don't break. I haven't watched enough Seattle Seahawks games in depth to really know what the heck is going on here and why that's the situation uh, for the Seahawks. But uh, either way, I think the Rams have the, the matchup on this one uh, with Rams offense versus Seahawks defense. I think the Rams have that matchup. I think that our offense is more explosive than they're ready for, than they can stop. So, of course, there is the, the potential of certain players not playing in this game due to different protocols. And uh, that could impact maybe who's out there and stuff. But I think that it, as long as guys like Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, as long as they're out there, then I think that the Rams have a good chance to put up a good amount of points over this team. Let's go to the other side here. Seahawks offense versus the Rams defense. Seahawks defense 23rd in the NFL. Rams defense is in the bottom half. 18th total yards uh, given up by the Rams defense, passing the football, 24th for the Seahawks offense in Russell Wilson. Uh, he didn't play every game, of course. He did get hurt earlier this season, but putting up over 205 yards a game. Rams are 20th against the pass, giving up 246 and a half a game. So definitely given up a lot there Uh, Russell Wilson could absolutely stack up some yards on this defense running the football 22nd in the NFL for the Seahawks offense so running the football uh, stopping the run and running the ball they are 22nd they are not amazing in that area but Penny last week went off so will he be able to increase those averages and the Rams are just giving giving up just over 100 a game that ranks seventh in the NFL uh, currently so the Seahawks also they're putting up 20.8 yards or uh, points per game that is 22nd in the NFL. So nothing too crazy there, but hey, if you can get into that 21, I would say 24 range now in today's NFL, you're looking pretty good. But 22nd ranking, that's not amazing. and The Rams giving up 22 and a half a game that is tied for 17th. So in the bottom half there as well. This defense, I don't think is off the hook. I think that the 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 Cardinals and Jaguars are not necessarily the best barometers, and the reason that I say the the Cardinals is because we can look back at the the Green Bay Packers at Arizona Cardinals in prime time as well earlier this season, where the Packers had eleven starters missing in that game and came away with the win, and that was a very similar situation to the Rams losing stars, especially late. You know, on Monday you lose guys like Jalen Ramsey. We didn't have Rob Havenstein. We didn't have Hendo. It's it's that kind of situation, and the 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 depth was able to kind of pick it up? Or was it the Cardinals just kind of coming in like, oh, we got a beat up team coming in. We don't really got to do it. So, I mean, the the Cardinals are three and three at home now, have not lost on the road yet though. So, I don't know what the heck is going on with these Arizona Cardinals, but we almost want to see them get home field just because they're not very good at home. And we feel decent that you can go in there and beat them because teams are doing that. Teams do go into Arizona and win those games. So, is is that something that will that will happen? But we're going to stick with the Seahawks on this one. I know I keep going back to that game. It was a big game. It was a very large game for the Rams. If you guys watch Colin Coward, he talked about it. There's been three games this year by a single team where you look at it and they are just impressed, impressed like crazy. And that he said that it was the Packers at Arizona and then the Rams against Arizona in Arizona. And the Rams against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those are the only three games that you can look at and say, like, wow, this team just they just blew them away. That was awesome. So uh it was a it was a big, big, big game for the for the LA Rams. But I think that this matchup here, the Rams defense over the Seahawks offense, I think that the Rams do have this matchup because the Seahawks offense is just a little bit more boring than I anticipated. They take our offensive coordinator and our tight end, Gerald, Gerald Everett, and then Shane Waldron as well. But they run a very Schottenheimer kind of boring offense and uh, Brian Schottenheimer (laughs) and we remember him. Uh, It's just not very exciting. And uh, I think that Russ is while he's playing well late um, lately, he I I don't know if he's in a position where he's like all in on Seattle. You know, it just kind of has that feel to it that he's like just trying to make it through this season. And then he's gonna go somewhere else. Probably Denver. If I if I had to put money on it, I would say Russell Wilson's gonna be a Broncos quarterback next year. And then Aaron Rodgers is gonna be a Steelers quarterback. That's just if I was a gambling man, which I actually am, <laughs> then that's where my money would go. Maybe that's where my money will go. Maybe maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll pull the trigger on it. Um but let's take a look at the three to see. For last week, we had uh, at Arizona, Ernest Jones ended the day with seven total tackles in that interception in the red zone. Amazing interception. That was awesome. Great spot. He was able to to read the ball even off the deflection by Aaron Donald. So, hey, heads up play by Jones. We also had wide receiver Van Jefferson, two receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Did have a 52-yard touchdown, though, so just a six-yard reception on top of that. We also had edge rushers, which uh, the stats didn't, I don't think, one hundred percent represent how well this defensive front played. Cause so I think it was a big game by that defensive front, and we needed it. We needed a big game from the defensive front. But you got you saw Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Justin Hollins all in Kyler's face all day long and making some big plays. So I don't actually have any three to C written down here. It was kind of a banana's week for me. So what I'm gonna go ahead and do is, is these off the fly. All right, we're just gonna we're we're going off the dome off the dome for these uh, these three to see. What I'm actually going to do for this one, uh, we're going to start with the running game. And I, I don't know if Hendo's back for this one uh, or it will be Sony Michelle. but we've now seen uh, our top running back get 20-plus carries in the last two games. So I'm hoping that continues, especially against the Seattle Seahawks. This is a team that can get you, you know what I mean? Like, And especially a division game. that That's always possible. You can get got by a division opponent, you know what I mean? So I want to see... Uh, that continue. See if we can keep running that rock, and if our number one guy, whoever that happens to be, can continue to get twenty plus carries. Because I think that that just helps all around, and it takes a lot of pressure off of guys like Matthew Stafford as well as the entire defense. On the other side, we're gonna go with Aaron Donald again because he now is looking like he's taking over games, and it took him a little bit this season. And maybe uh, we saw the tweets this this week and stuff of saying like, there's there's guys having better seasons. But Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the NFL. And I kind of agree with that. I mean, you look at like the season that like Micah Parsons is having. Uh, there's some other guys out there that are just... I mean, they're on fire right now. And Aaron Donald still, though, can have those games where he just absolutely wrecks the game himself. We just saw that against the Arizona Cardinals. It, it, it feels reasonable to say that Aaron Donald wrecked that game by himself. And the only thing that Aaron Donald didn't do, which Aaron Donald usually does is on that goal line play, he didn't just grab that running back and toss him into his own end zone, you know what I mean, (laughs) Uh, so that was the only thing that I saw that was like, ah, yeah, maybe his age is catching him just a touch, you know, me and Aaron Donald are the same age, Uh, we're basically twins, I don't know if you guys can tell, but uh, in my last one here, let's see, who do I want to go with, you know what, I'm going to give this one to Cooper Cup, who is super close to getting some records here, so he does need just Six receptions to tie first place in Rams history uh, for reception in a single season, and that would tie Isaac Bruce at 119. And then, yeah, I, we'll just see, he'll pass, he'll get into fourth place, I'm sure, uh, for, for yards in a single season in Rams history. I don't know if he'll get, well, what is the math there, 100 and... Forty-six. You guys just saw that unfold. 146. Hey, maybe he'll get that to pass Torrey Holt in third place, but uh, we'll see. But either way, Cooper Cup is about to make some Rams history. And hey, I'm excited to see it, man. Very excited to see it. It's going to be some good stuff. He's going to pass Elroy Hirsch for fourth all time in a single season for uh, for receiving yards and will, in all likelihood, pass Isaac Bruce for most receptions in a single season in Rams history as well. So we're going to give that one to Cooper Cup. We're going to go ahead and take another quick break. And on the other side, fan quesos. Don't move! All right, time for fan quesos. If you guys have uh, questions on what the heck that means, it's just a cool way of saying questions, all right? And uh, the story goes I was getting cheese questions. What is is player's favorite cheese every single week? Uh, From a a good old buddy, Kyle, one of my biggest supporters of all time, uh, who is unfortunately no longer with us. So it's uh, kind of a. My, my small way to, uh, to pay some respects to one of my biggest supporters ever that I've ever had. So, cool stuff there. Let's go ahead and hop in, though. This one comes from John. Earlier in the season, the Rams had a big emotional win over Tampa Bay, and then the following week week were flat and played poorly against Arizona. Do you think the Rams will avoid a flat game this week against Seattle? You know what? I actually do. Um, there's something about this team right now, and especially this time of the season, that I don't know if that's what's going to happen. So I don't, I definitely agree that sometimes after a big win, you can kind of come in flat. And I do think that that's what happened earlier in the season. We did get uh, Tampa Bay on a big emotional win, like you said. And then we really did just look a little flat against Arizona. And I mean, also credit to Arizona, because they played... Some good football. They did a great job of taking away Cooper Cup stuff like that. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I mean the Rams just they didn't feel like themselves. And I, I think that at this time of the year, that's something that this team will be able to avoid, especially with this leadership. When you have guys like Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, like I don't know if that'll be a thing now. Like, right? but when you're in Week Four, you know, going into Week Four, it's like, well, there's still a lot of game left. Look at how awesome we are. We're three and zero. We just beat the Bucks. Like, hey, we're doing awesome. You know, like that's the thing. But now you're one game out of first place in not only the division, but technically, well, two games really out of the, the number one seed because we would have to get past the Packers as well. We'd have to have a better record than them uh, since they have the head-to-head. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're sitting at a good spot right now, and I, I just don't necessarily think that that's something that will happen with um with this Rams team. I think that we're in just a different situation right now for it. So, Moving on here to April, should Cooper Cup be in the race for MVP? I think it. I think he should, but I don't think he will. You know what I mean? Like, I think you would. You'd be wasting money to put money on Cooper Cup to win, uh, to to win MVP. But I I, I don't know. It's I, he should be. He's having an amazing season. What I do think happens is I think he wins Offensive Player of the Year, but I don't think he wins MVP. I think Tom Brady wins MVP and Cooper Cup wins Offensive Player of the Year. I think that that's just how it goes. Next one here is from Cody. Who do you think Van Jefferson's ceiling would be a good comparison to, in your opinion? I love this question. I read this one earlier, and I was kind of like, ooh, like, okay. I was kind of thinking about it, too. I kind of had some time to to sit and think today, and it was kind of just bouncing some names around in the old noggin over here, and two really popped out to me, and those two names are like names that are not necessarily Hall of Famers, but two names that are extremely talented players. And that's uh, uh, Keenan McCardell, as well as Vincent Jackson. Those are the two names that popped into my head of like, I think he can be that good of, of those guys. And I think that right now he's kind of showing that he is there. Like he is that good. I, I think he's an extremely talented player. Um, but that, that's kind of where I'd put him, in that McCardell to Vincent Jackson... You know, Vincent Jackson, rest in peace, man. But uh, I think that he's he's right in that range. I don't know if like we'll see him go to like a like a Hall of Fame level or anything like that. It's it's possible, of course. Like any of these guys, can just something can click with them and they could explode. Something awesome could happen, you know. But I, I just don't know if I'd put him there right now. And and from what we've seen, I don't know if if I see that coming from him. But I think he's a very talented player, and I think he's got a very strong career ahead of him and a long career ahead of him. As long as he can keep doing what he's doing, man, I think he's going to play some some really good football for a really long time. So that's kind of where I put him. Again, here from April, do you think Cooper Cup will hit the triple crown? You know what? I do. I don't think that there's any reason for him not to. Uh, Matthew Stafford loves feeding him the football. So I do think he does end the season with uh, the most receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns in the NFL this year. I absolutely think that that's, that's very real. Next one here from Cody, thoughts on D-Wheel's play? Made some very good plays. <laughs> Ba some bad ones uh well had some bad ones uh but i think he played very well considering yeah this that was his best game by miles that was his best game of the season d will has ultimately been extremely disappointing this year and i think that that game there was the way that he played yeah there was some some where he still d wheeled it up but like and that's not supposed to be offensive if it is i'm sorry but uh where he kind of like just it was just kind of what we've seen all year you know uh Kind of what we saw out of Kareem Orr uh, in that game was a lot of how I felt like I've been seeing D-Will play this year, and that's not supposed to be a shot at anybody. Kareem Orr just came off the practice squad. It's hard to fault him for that, you know, coming in against the number one team in the NFL at the time um, and, and and playing against all those those weapons and, and on in prime time. That's a tough ask, so I'm not, like, targeting Kareem Orr and like that, but... Yeah, man, he played some good ball, and I want to see him keep playing some good ball because when you have Jalen Ramsey, I think that one of the reasons that Jalen Ramsey is playing this star position or whatever is that we can't just have him shut down one side of the field and then just let D will get eaten alive on the other side, and that's the only thing that I see that I agree with with this defense right now. Ultimately, I hate to see Jalen Ramsey in that spot, though, but also let's not pretend like we didn't just see our best defensive performance of the season And we didn't have Jalen Ramsey just moving all over the place. You know what I mean? Like if we would have had Jalen Ramsey in that game to just be on D hop, we would have shut it down even more. You know what I mean? But if, if we would have had Jalen Ramsey, I'm almost scared that we would have moved him around too much and it would have maybe been a weakness. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there. We'll never know. Like you can have the opposite opinion. That's fine. But we'll never actually have that answer, unfortunately. Um, But D will, hey man, he impressed me. Edwin's got three, uh, one. How surprised were you at the Rams kicked the Cardinals? butt, dude, very, like, I'll be honest. I didn't anticipate the win there. Um, I think maybe like, cause I always see a way that the Rams can win. I talked about it on the pregame live. They're like, Hey, if the Rams can get pressure, if they can hang onto the ball, win time of possession, they can absolutely win this game. It's not unheard of, you know? Um, uh, and I was saying that on there and that's pretty much what happened. And then turnovers were huge. You know, two linebackers getting getting picks was massive for this team. You know, Ernest Jones and Leonard Floyd getting picks, huge. Um, but I, I was surprised because I, I didn't know how the team was going to respond to some of the news that we had this week with COVID. And it seemed like the, the team basically had this like, well, we're shorthanded, so we need everybody on tonight. Everybody's got to be on tonight. Let's go get it. And it happened, you know what I mean? So in a weird way, the, the COVID stuff, which felt like a weakness, almost feels like it could have been a strength for the rest of the roster who actually was playing. Like it, All of them were like, we know we're shorthanded. We all got to kick all the butts, you know? And I, I, that's kind of what it felt like to me. Number two here from Edwin. Do you think Cup will break Megatron's receiving record? Oh, it's so snug, man. It's so tough. It's He's right there. He is right there. He's on pace to beat it by one yard. Uh, I do think that he can get it. Uh he needs like one fourteen a game about to just over to to tie the record. And I, I think he's got that chance, man. I mean, we see it like one twenty three out of him last week. That was not unheard of. That's not weird. you know what I mean? And for him to do it against Arizona is pretty cool, considering that was his worst performance of the season in week four so far. So, um, yeah, man, I th- I think that he's absolutely got a shot at it. We'll always have that little asterisk next to it saying, well, it was a 17-game season, but now the mark has been set for a 17-game season, and it's not like anybody else has been touching that Megatron record for quite a while, so I think that if if Cup can do it, I think that that record will stand for at least a little bit, <laughs> you know, because there, there's some talented guys out there, man, Um, and more to come, so, I mean, there's some guys in college, even they, there's even some, like, prospects coming out of high school that you're like, hey, this guy could be a record breaker in the NFL someday, you know? So, it's good stuff. And third one here from Edwin, uh do you think Sony should be our number one back even though Hendo is healthy? Yes, I do, sir. Yes, I do. I think that he really should because Henderson, I like Henderson. I think he's an RB2. I think it like he is a very awesome RB2. I also feel the same way about Sony, but I feel like Sony just fits into our style just a little bit better. And that's not a shot at Hendo. I love Hendo and when Acres if slash when acres comes back this year i would still like to see hendo getting those backup carries but then you also got to figure out something to do with sony because now you got three backs that we kind of want to give numbers to but i kind of am starting to feel like if if acres comes back it's going to be acres sony hendo that's just kind of how it feels to me next one here from jeff uh what are the chances a non-quarterback winning league mvp this year slim to none man it's um it's a quarterback award um I think that Derrick Henry had a real shot at it uh, before getting hurt, but I think that I think that Cooper Cup could break these records, and he's not going to be talked about. I just think that's the way it is, man. It's a it's a quarterback award. It's unfortunate. Um, I I almost think they should do a, they should just do a best quarterback award in, in itself, so that we can get other people in there. And it also depends because. The the people who vote on this have different de- definitions of an MVP. Is Is your MVP the person who put up the best numbers for their position? Is your MVP the best quarterback? Because I'm sure that's how some people vote. Is your MVP the person who meant the most to his team? Because in that case, we could argue Aaron Donald should be in there. We could argue that Andrew Whitworth should be in there. I mean, I don't see why not. You know what I mean? And Cooper Cup absolutely should be in that conversation. But it depends on your definition of MVP. Because my definition of MVP is that most recent, the, the latter one that I named there, which is who meant the most to your team. Will you take them out of your team, and you are a worse football team by far. Like they did the most for you. And it can be a left tackle, in my opinion. Or there's other people that whoever just lights it up the most, whoever scores the most touchdowns, that's your MVP. It's what the NFL is these days score points. That's all. Let's see. Next one here from Jeff. Do the Rams keep Jefferson, Cup, Woods, and Beckham next season? The one I'm worried about is Woods. Um, I, I don't want to see Woods leave, but he's the one I'm worried about. Um, especially with Cup kind of just blowing up this year. Cause I've kind of been on that side that like if we gotta get rid of somebody, it's probably Cup. But now <laughs> You don't want to do that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you don't want to get rid of Cup. But I think OBJ loves it here. I think that this was like his destiny a little bit. Like, I think Colin Coward said it best, honestly. And if you guys hadn't, didn't watch that segment, it was, I think he nailed it with OBJ. Like, he was fine in New York. It was good, but kind of ended badly. He had a rebound with Cleveland, like a rebound person you date or something like that with Cleveland. Not, maybe not the best fit. It's a little fun. You get to go and just be obnoxious for a little bit. But it's it's not ideal. It's not exactly what you want. It's not what you're looking for. The Rams are like where he belongs, it feels like. It just feels like he is a Ram and needs to be a Ram, and now he's just a Ram. You know what I mean? So I think OBJ stays. I think Cup stays. I think Jefferson will be here for at least a couple more years. Uh, I hope he doesn't get into that situation where he just kind of goes to another team and is like a third stringer. I hope we don't see that, but... Um, Yeah, man. I I would say right now, yes. And Anthony asked, what's your YouTube channel called or podcast called? Well, it's Ram Showcase. But I'm guessing that if you're listening to me answer that question, you definitely know that. If you guys have not subscribed on YouTube, make sure you guys do that. It's good stuff, guys. I promise. I promise. Unless you guys are here on YouTube, then just click it below. It's right there. So what are you doing? And then a couple more cases for you guys. We'll start with Annette on YouTube. Do you think the Rams will be cleared from COVID-19 before the Seahawks game? I really hope so, but also I have no idea because I don't know who's sick, uh, who's actually sick, who's close contact, who's asymptomatic, if the rules are going to change. I I wish I could answer this question more in depth for you, but I I, I can't, unfortunately. This is something that we, I think we'll know a lot more by Friday, but I think we'll know by Saturday. Um, But as the week goes on, is something that I'll be keeping my own eyes on. And if I have any relevant updates, I will post on the Ram's social media pages. So make sure you guys you guys keep up there. Uh, let's see here. From Payo Time. If you guys have, haven't not subscribed to Payo Time, make sure you guys do that. Also, Ram's House did not comment a question. But <laughs> it's okay because uh, you guys can still go subscribe there. So Ram's House, Payo Time, P-A-Y-O space time. Um, so go give subs to those guys for sure some awesome Rams YouTubers out there. there great Rams YouTubers out there. There's so many of them. It's like if we had all of us on there, first of all, that'd be really cool. That'd be really fun, but that I don't that would be difficult to have that many people, that many awesome people talking at once, you know what I mean? Difficult. Anyway, payo time. Uh do you think Cooper Cup is what Rams fans had hoped Danny Amendola would have been? Amazing question by the way. Um yes, but also, I think that cooper cup is playing this year how danny Amendola played in my eyes <laughs> you know what i mean like i always i thought the world of danny Amendola. though i love emin brula is what i call him but uh i i thought the world of him and i thought he was so much better than he got credit for and i think that he was in a situation where he was on some bad rams teams and when he wanted to get paid i think and then the rams were basically like nah like yeah like we're not gonna pay you eight million a year which looking back it's like Okay though, come on. Like <laughs> you know? Um, but it's yeah, I I, I I would say yes. I Cooper Cup is what Rams fans thought Danny Amendola could be. And we are definitely not saying the same about Tutu and Tavon. Uh, but we are gonna be saying that about Cup and Amendola for sure. Not race related. I know there's at least one person out there thinking that, but it's not <laughs> very much play style because Amendola and Cup they play very similar styles, and uh, Amendola had a way with his routes. And I think that if he was here today in his prime, I think he'd be kicking butt cheeks right alongside Cup. And my last question here is going to come from Peo Time. If you lived in SoFi Stadium as a house, where would you put your bed? Dumb question. Um. 50 yard (laughs) line. No, you know what? I think I would go, I would probably go into like one of those six suites that is like right behind the Rams bench. I'd go right in there, man. Um, I don't know. I'd be like watching like How I Met Your Mother in Community on the Infinity Board. (laughs) Just be sitting there like, ah. (laughs) Because if you guys have not seen the Infinity Board with your own eyeballs, you're first of all missing out. It's worth the price of admission alone to go look at that screen, man. I would go watch TV on that screen. I would pay money to go inside there just to watch TV on that screen. Absolutely. That thing's in 8K, and it's massive. I could easily fit my... Uh, like, 20 of my apartments in there. Easy. Easy stuff. Thank you guys for your questions. I do appreciate the heck out of you guys. And for everybody uh sticking with me and, and watching. If you guys... If you guys are still, first of all, watching, and you guys watch from the very beginning, I want to let you guys know, you're my favorite kind of person. You guys are the best kind of person. First of all, you're a Rams fan, so you already get, like, leveled up. You watch my whole show, so you're perfect, basically. Go tell all your friends. Go tell them. Go tell your parents. Uh, just go tell them all you're, you're perfect, and there's nothing that they can do to change that. All right, but uh, that is going to do it for myself. Make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com, slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well, at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com, slash Sheriff Joe Bag. Pretty simple stuff there. And again, guys, I can't even express to you guys how much I appreciate you guys hanging out with me every week you guys allow me to talk about the rams well i mean i would do it anyway i think but this gives me a good outlet for it instead of just unloading it on coworkers and family members who don't care i gotta tell it to you guys which i if you're watching me if you suck sus, if you found me i don't know see i don't know what the past tense <laughs> if you found me uh, and and you're watching this then i'm sure you at least enjoy it somewhat Unless you're that one Cardinals fan who loves to watch me just to hate me. Which, hey, man, love you, dude. Help me. (laughs) That is going to do it for me, though. I am Sheriff Joe Manjic. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio and Fansided. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night.